welcome you in another episode of Automotive Insiders. I'm Jason Stein, host of SiriusXM's Cars and Culture on Business Channel 132. Opportunities and challenges are popping up everywhere around a fundamental shift in the industry that's picking up speed and gaining momentum. Software-defined vehicles are the new central brain system of vehicles. An SDV contains software that continually improves and makes updates during the vehicle's life cycle. It allows for safer transportation and provides new user experiences in the car, the kind of experiences that consumers have come to expect. According to Deloitte, the growth of software-defined vehicles is set to upend the traditional relationship between automakers and suppliers. Deloitte says that software-defined vehicles are expected to account for at least 90% of the new vehicle market by 2029, up from only 2.4% in 2021. Likewise, global revenue from over-the-air updates is expected to surge to about $14 billion by the end of the decade. But where are the major opportunities and the pressing challenges as it relates to SDVs? And among other issues, how will the industry transition to a better mode of handling the proliferation of these systems? Today on the program, we hear from someone immersed in this world. Chris Ahn is the Connected Services and Electrification Leader at Deloitte Consulting, LLP. Today, he shares his view on Automotive Insiders. Chris Ahn, welcome to the program. It's a pleasure to have you on Automotive Insiders. Thanks. Great to be here, Jason. Thank you. Lots of opportunity, lots of challenge in the auto industry. We know that if you're a regular listener to this program, you're well aware of all of those. But what I want to talk to you about today is the transition to software-defined vehicles, also known as SDVs. So I know that you know all about roadblocks and opportunities. Um, and I, I think probably what's most important is to is to let l- the listeners know your experience at Deloitte around SDVs. Give me a little bit of that to start off with. Sure. Um, so just by way of quick introduction, um, I, I serve on our U.S. automotive leadership team and I lead our connected services and electrification transition growth forever, which is a lot to say. Um, but the reason <laughs> we focused in around this is because um, it's where our ultimately our clients, our automotive clients are focused on. There's a, there's a significant amount of capital and energy and talent that's being focused on competing in this new software defined vehicle role. Uh, world, and uh, we want to make sure that we are in a position to to advise and guide and serve our clients to the best of our abilities in that space. Let's go through a bit of a quick definition for those who may not know. Give me the one hundred and one on SDVs. Yeah, I think um, you know the 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 analog of computer on wheels is quite appropriate that we hear. That's ultimately the analog that that makes the most sense. But if you peel that back. And what does a computer on wheels really mean? An SDV, in our definition, is a vehicle that contains software that continuously is able to improve itself and make updates during the vehicle's life cycle. And this is important um, because of a few reasons. Um, One, it's what the market desires in terms of just general consumer technology. And that's what a car is. It's consumer technology for us, just like your phone or your computer is. Um, but more importantly, in the auto world right now, it continually adds value for their products for end customers for them, right? And so, so then you can get into a whole topic around residual values, and it's really just shifting the way on what the value of a vehicle is to to in the hands of consumers as it as it as as a consumer owns the vehicle over time. This space has changed dramatically, hasn't it, over the last number of years? It how, certainly has. Yeah how how quickly has it changed, and and how much will it change? 
Yeah, I mean, we hear we hear um, anecdotes from different CEOs about how the automotive industry as a whole has changed more in the last 10 years than the previous 100. And it really has um, it, from a couple of perspectives. I think there's there's a convergence of two different things that are happening here uh, that's really driving the, the change. One is just the shift and the pivot to electrification. And um, while at the outset, a lot of that pivot to electrification was around sustainability concerns and, um, you know, just the just solving the climate problem that we have in the world, um, what electrification has really also unlocked is this ability to um, control more and more of your vehicle. Just by nature of what an electrified vehicle is, yes, it's a battery that's now powering your vehicle as opposed to a drive chain transmission with energy coming from a motor, yes. But by putting a battery in your vehicle, uh, just mechanically, you have to electrify all of the other things around it. So for example, in that previous example, you know, to, to make a vehicle move, propulsion in a combustion vehicle was solved by energy transfer from a motor to a transmission to a drivetrain, which, which would ultimately make your wheels move at a certain rate and acceleration and pace, right? And it was this really nice symphony of engineering, right, that, that, and that automotive companies prided themselves on. Well, when you move to an electrified propulsion system, um, the, all of that's replaced by a battery. And so in order to move the wheels, you need to put e-motors into each of these wheels. And by moving them to electronic motors, what that means is that software now is used to control the behavior of those motors, right? And so that's just a small example, but when you start electrifying all of the components of the vehicle, you suddenly now literally have this computer on wheels. You have the ability to use software now to control the behavior of all the components of the vehicle, whether it's inside or on the outside that, that's contributing to the propulsion. So having this new brain on board um, is a significant transformation for automakers, but they need to get it right. And I know that's not easy. Let's talk about the major opportunities and maybe some of the pressing challenges for traditional automakers. Sure. Um, the, the biggest challenge is just the it's the nature of the product itself. When you're moving from a combustion based vehicle to an electrified vehicle. We talked about one example already of where it's complicated because the behavior of the components are, are different now. You're using different types of software to, to control them. But what, what that also has uncovered is now um, this complexity around uh, the amount of parts and components that come from different suppliers that are where the software originally or today even is developed by a supplier and then passed on to an OEM. In a lot of combustion vehicles today, there are over 300 uh, electronic control units are essentially chips where software is developed by a supplier, then sent over to the automaker for assembly and that software is never touched again. Think about like your heated seats, for example, there's a there's a chip with with very basic software that's built into there uh, that essentially says, you know, from from level one through three, here's a temperature that I'm going to turn your seat on if you turn your seat heater on. To, in tomorrow's world, as more and more of these components become electrified, and, and as I was talking about earlier, where software is controlling the behavior, the OEM is going to need control over the software in order to control the behavior and control the experience ultimately, right? And that's, I think that's the mega complicated shift number one, where moving from this like outsourced software supplier base to being be able to bring it all in house where an OEM ultimately has control and, and dictatorship over the behavior of it. That's a huge, huge shift in the supply chain, the way that automakers work with their suppliers on how they spec parts out, on putting out different types of standards out there where it's not just uh, measurements in steel, it's about software standards that they need to comply to so that it integrates with their vehicle platforms. There's a whole lot just to that small component of moving from supplier-based electronics to 
to OEM controlled electronics. The second big challenge in this space that's connected to it is now the OEMs need to bring in uh, not just a talent model to be able to make all this software and control it, but to be able to have platforms out there so that they actually run like a software shop and not just an assembly manufacturing facility. Those are two big things that are kind of going hand in hand that are, and, and there's a, I wouldn't say there's tension between them, but it's almost a competition where there's this push for talent from the market to build a software platform, but they're being held back because they don't have full control over the software. And then you've got supply, and then you've got parts where you've got more control over the software in the vehicle, the automaker does, but they don't have the right talent to be able to harness the full power of that software. And that's kind of this competition that we're seeing in the market with traditional automakers today. It's rethinking the entire relationship, right? How you buy from the supplier, how you engineer with them, who you partner with. Do you need to select different versions of the same component because you're selling to different OEMs? And how do you engage with the entire ecosystem, correct? A hundred percent. And I mean, just to add to that, even there's even, it's not just changing the existing ecosystem. There's new players that are entering the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. An example of this would be um, like, like high performance computing chip companies that supplied traditionally to uh, gaming systems and computers. They're now serving automakers. Um, and, and the reason why is because those are some of the highest performing chips in the world. And if, as, as you bring more software into the vehicle, it becomes more complex. You're going to need more computing power to be able to make all this happen. And so chip makers, which used to be tier two suppliers, are not only tier one suppliers, but they're actual design partners now with automakers so that they can make all this happen at scale in the future. And at the opportunity point side of the equation, you've got an interesting data point on how software-defined vehicles are really expected to account for, what, 90% of the new vehicle market by 2029? That's right. Yeah. And, and a lot of that's driven by the factors that we talked about so far. One is just the shift to EV. Uh, just by shift to EV, there's just naturally going to be more software in the vehicle. Um, but it's also just to meet customers' expectations. Um, a lot of the newer auto tech players that have come into the market are leading with a, a software-first approach. And, and the hardware comes later. And for traditional automakers to be able to play in the same market and capture market share that the way that they had to, um, they, ha they have to be able to contribute to this space. One more point to add to that. Global revenue from over-the-air updates is expected to surge to $14 billion by the end of the decade. It's about $3.3 billion or was in 2022. So we know why automakers need to make the shift real. Well, what do they need to do to make it real, Chris? A couple of things we talked about already. One is having more control over the software. And two is bringing the right talent in and the platforms and tools to be able to run as a software shop. Um, but the bigger, the bigger thing that we're, we haven't talked about yet is around designing the right uh, vehicle platforms that can actually bring all this stuff in, right? And that's what we're seeing a lot in the market right now is there are these next-gen EV platforms or these next-gen product architectures um, that that require significant capital investment. I mean, these are basically brand new types of products, right? Uh, if you look at the, the product set of the old, a lot of times new models of vehicles would start with an old parts bill of materials and then they would enhance off of it. And even major upgrades, they would start with some level of old parts-based, you know, kind of parts, we call it parts-based engineering, but basically using an old parts list to be able to de define and design the new. In, right now, that's not that's not applicable, right? The new 
is a whole new kind of platform to be able to ingest all of this software and this new capability to be able to compete in that $14 billion market. And getting that product architecture right and launch that scale is mission number one for almost every automaker that we're talking to today. I think one of the other things you've you've really tried to highlight too is a phrase that you use within Deloitte, which is to embrace the journey, right? Toward a software-driven organization. What does that mean? Well, the way we see it is... Uh, the combustion market isn't going any anywhere anytime soon. Um, and I think, you know, there's still a long road ahead uh, where vehicles, even combustion vehicles, even if they're not selling anymore, they continue to need to be supported and served and serviced over time. Um, and, and there are certainly automakers that have made decisions to stay in that business and then ride this out. Um, the way that we see it, though, is we see that there's a, there, this change is happening, this change, this shift to electrification, and by way of the shift to electrification, more software prevalent in the vehicles, which creates more opportunities for automakers and end customers to meet. Um, we, you know, we could either stay with the old or embrace the change that's coming and, and make the hard decisions and make the changes necessary now so that a lot of these players can continue to operate at scale in the future. That's kind of how we think about embracing the change. Um, instead of having, you know, thinking about software as being done to the market, um, embracing it, seeing the value that software brings to the consumer market for mobility, and, and seeing how far you can push the umbrella of innovation in that space. Wonderful. Chris, thank you so much for your insight into a very complicated problem and a changing problem within, uh, within the industry, rapidly changing. Really appreciate your insights here. Thanks for the time, Jason. That's this episode of Automotive Insiders. Remember to follow the program wherever your favorite podcast appears. And thanks again to my guest, Chris Ahn, who's the Connected Services and Electrification Leader at Deloitte Consulting, LLP. And thanks for listening to the program. I'm Jason Stein. We'll talk to you again next time.